Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 9th. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, tonight's discussion is on makeup for women of color. We're talking myths, tips, and techniques, and products. So get out your notepads, and if you want to join the discussion with a comment or a question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Nine nine. Uh, I want to turn it over to Denise. She has some beauty news for us, really quick, and then we'll jump right into the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show and welcome to the uh, beauty news portion. I have a few things for you uh, this evening. Uh, Makeup Forever Academy is asking you to enroll now. Uh, this is the summer to learn the skills that take your passion to the next level. Elevate your artistry with one-week intensive trainings, uh, beauty and fashion, beginner, intermediate, and expert courses. Again, in beauty and fashion, beginner, intermediate, and expert courses. Enroll by July 15th. They'll waive the enrollment fee. You can provide their uh, admissions team with a reference code summer 2017. Again, you can provide the admissions code uh, you sound a little mumbled. 
sorry, you sound just a little muffled. I can't uh, make out what you're saying. Mm, Nicole was dropped. Okay, we're going to get her back on the line in one second. Get a better connection. Okay, here she goes. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me? Yes, that's better. Okay. I'll start over. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to uh, Beauty Talk, and welcome to uh, Beauty News. Uh, Makeup Forever Academy is asking you to enroll now. Uh, this is the summer to learn the skills that take your passion to the next level. Elevate your artistry with one-week intensive trainings, beauty and fashion, beginner, intermediate, and courses. If you enroll by July 15th, they will uh, waive the enrollment fee. You can provide their admissions team with the reference code SUMMER2017. Again, um, enroll by July 15th, and they will uh, waive the enrollment fee. You just need to provide the admissions team with the reference code SUMMER2017. Um, You can connect with them on Instagram, their Makeup Forever US. You can connect with them on Snapchat, their Makeup Forever. And then, again, you can connect with them also using the hashtag MakeupForeverPro. Okay, and you can find out more information on those classes by going to uh, MakeupForever.com. Now, have you heard the latest (laughs) Uh, (laughs) NARS? NARS is in a little bit of uh, a nightmare right now with uh, animal testing, um, testing their products um, on animals in China. Um, of course, they don't do any animal testing here in the U.S., but in China they are uh, trying to sell their products in China. And in order to do that, to um, to test their products on animals, um, only in China, from uh, what I understand, but it's required. I'm not saying that's the only country that requires that, but only in China for uh, NARS is that required um, for them to. Uh, test their products on animals, and they are catching a lot of flack over that. They've come out and, and explained position on it that you know it's required in China. Um, a lot of people aren't um, they aren't they aren't happy with it. They're still not um, you know cool about it, regardless of of whether that's a requirement in China or not. They're just saying um, you know makeup forever is testing products on animals, that's not cool. You know, they're doing it for the money. Well, you know, they are in business to make money. Um, They think it's beneficial to sell their products in China, and in order to do that, this is what they must do. Um, How do you feel about that? Oh, um, (laughs) you know what? I haven't really given it much thought. Um, I mean, you know, what is a company to do if they want to sell their products there and they follow whatever the rules are? I think it all goes back to um, if you feel that strongly about animal testing, um, 
you know, you don't have to buy the products. You know what I mean? Right. If it's, if it's, if, you know, if it means that much to you and you're that passionate about it, just don't support them. I just, I just hate to see people on social media, but of course that's what social media is for. That's what people are going to do. They're going to express their opinions. I just hate to see the company being bashed for doing what is required of them to do to sell their product if, um, in China. Right. That is, um, right. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a little tricky, but you know, if, if, if that's your thing, if you're, if you're totally against it, I get it. If you're not against it, and just, you know, don't have an opinion, I guess. But I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. <laughs> and then we, have, really then we have another one, Benefit Cosmetics. Um, <laughs> this is just too much. Uh, Benefit Mascara ad uh, puts male private parts front and center. Uh, cheekiness is part is par for the course when it comes to benefit cosmetics, but the company's latest ad campaign for its their real mascara uh, takes the innuendo one step further. Benefit has teamed up with Portal A to put men front and center. One of whom is Vinny Guadagnino from Jersey Shore, depicting women lusting after a certain bulging bulging something the dudes have in their pants. Um, <laughs> you get the gist, basically. We'll let you watch that. Uh, they in this story, they're, they're, they have a video for you to watch to get the full effect. I don't need to watch it. Anyway, um, it says, does the campaign make you want to go out and buy Benefits Mascara? Or does the idea of using mascara, mascara that's been down a guy's pants seem less than appealing? Why? I don't understand why. Like, what's the purpose of this type of ad to sell mascara? I mean, it's mascara first. I just think it's, some of these people are just going too far. Yeah, it. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Is my question. What is yeah. next? Yeah, I don't. I, I really next? don't think it has to go that far, you know, to sell anything, honestly. But, um, but for mascara, I mean, really. That's what I'm saying. Most people are drugstore mascara buyers. Most people, if they're buying a prestige brand, you know, they like what they like. Um, you know, there are plenty of mascaras out there that some people probably wouldn't even look twice at a benefit mascara anyway. I'm not saying that, you know, they don't have anything to offer, but people like what they like, even if it's benefit that they like. I don't think we need those types of ads to, uh, no. you know, to entice us to buy the product. Most of, the, most of the time you have an ad with a woman's eye, a really nice, long, uh, full lash. lash. That's, enough for, <laughs> that's enough for somebody to go run and buy the mascara. I mean, but right. just like you said, when it comes to mascara, people buy what they like. And most of the time women have already picked and know what they like when it comes to mascara. You know, because people yeah. know how they would like their, their lashes to look. So, um yeah, that's going a little too far as well. It it just amazes me um, some of the things that cosmetic brands are doing that's so unnecessary. Oh, so true. unnecessary. So 
So true. And and no one from Jersey Jersey Shore would make me want to uh, <laughs> would make me want to buy the scare. Yeah, really. Well, that's all that I have for tonight. So just stay tuned for a message from uh, one of our um, sponsors. All right. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Yes, Friends Beauty Supply has been around for so long. Um, And I've been going to Friends, oh my God, for years, um, for years now. Whenever I'm in LA, and um, you know when we're on productions, we order from friends all the time. So definitely, definitely, definitely um, a company that we can trust. They have everything for the most part. Um, you order something, if they don't have it, they will they will get it. You'll definitely have it in your when you you know get your order. So um, it's a great discount program. So sign up. To be a friend with benefits, um, great company. You can check them out online as well, friendsbeautysupply.com. And uh, whatever you're looking for, I'm sure they have it. And I'm sure they have a lot of the products that we're going to mention tonight as well. Um, tonight we are talking women of color. And it's funny because this is some of the topics um, that we have talked about for years. Um, but it just seems like lately everybody wants us to talk about it. Um, we did a uh, class in London at IMAX on it, which is a great class. Got a lot of great questions. I think, like you probably heard my sister and I mention before, that, you know, once we started the class, the questions uh, came right away, Um it's not like we had a chance to like kind of do our presentation and then maybe have questions at the end or a few questions throughout. Like the questions came right away, instantly, um, and so it it just goes to show you that um, it's a topic that's kind of probably on every makeup artist's mind. Uh, some people, you know, need help when it comes to women of color. Some people right. are going in the right are going in the right direction. But yet, you know, they want to make sure they they're doing the right thing, um, and it can be tricky because women of color come in many skin tones, and it's not just 
black women um, when we're talking about women of color. So you you just have a range of skin tones um, all across the spectrum. And we just want to talk a little bit about it tonight. And I just want to begin just talking about a couple of myths that come up when talking um, about women of color. Now, this is one you've probably heard us say a, a lot about before. Definitely we talk about this with um, a lot of our clients, a lot of our actors, all the time. You know, the the number one myth, I think it's the number one in my book, the number one myth is that dark skin or people of color with dark skin don't need sunscreen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is like, to me, the number one myth and they couldn't be more wrong. And, yes, I get it. We have more melanin in our skin, and, and it protects us. Um, but, you know, the longer we're exposed, you know what I'm saying, nothing's good. It's just like, it's just like um, you know, eating something sugar-free and thinking that, um, you know, you won't be in a pound. So you you know if you've got sugar free candy and you I'm sorry, not sure is that what I'm thinking sugar mm-hmm. fat free I'm sorry I'm sorry fat free if you're eating fat free a candy that says it's fat free and you continuously eat it don't think you won't gain a pound or two continue to eat it you know it's the same thing if you continue to be exposed to the sun. Just because you think, oh, I've got all this melanin in my skin and I'm, you know, I'm not in danger, but yet you're laying out on the beach from, you know, 7 in the morning till, you know, 7 in the evening every day of the week. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You're right. And it's funny, we were just talking to an actor on set the other day and we were talking about, I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure if he said he got burned or something like that. And we were saying that, you know, he said, I did have one sunscreen. And we were like, well, you know, you have to reapply it. Which right. he didn't know, you know what I mean? <laughs> some people, some people of color realize that they have to have sunscreen, but some of them don't realize that they have to reapply it, you know. Um, and it's just, it's just important because, you know, the sun. You always talk about skin cancer, but there's also that premature aging. A lot of times you see people, especially younger people, with wrinkles. And people think, oh, because you're getting older. It has nothing to do with age and getting older. A lot of what you see on some people is just it's just sun damage, you know. And um, we should be wearing an SPF with at least of at least thirty. I I typically like to have fifty, but at least thirty. You know, you want to wear sunscreen to prevent burns and damage and the formation of free radicals at the cellular level. Um, and so, therefore, most Dermatologists would recommend that um, you have on sunscreen and apply it, you know, ten to fifteen minutes before before going outside, and then reapply. You know, some say every two hours. I always read the label on the packaging to see what they suggest. But you definitely right. want to re- definitely want to reapply. Um, you know, and the dark skin is you know less likely to tan or burn because of the melanin, like you were saying. You know, which gives it, which gives it protection from UV damage, but it's not enough to protect from other powerful UV rays. You know what I mean? Right. So we definitely Absolutely. need it as well. 
We can't get around it, actually. Or shouldn't, anyway. And then another myth. <laughs> and we might stay here for a second because this is our, you know, skin is our <laughs> favorite topic. <laughs> but one other myth is this. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why it's a myth. One of the myths about people of color and dark skin is that they think people with dark skin need moisturizer. Oh, my and God. Where that co- yeah, but listen, but where it comes from is this, though. You know how you, they always talk about, you know, black people, um, they don't age, and it's because of the oil in their skin? Right. Because dark skin typically, you know, produces more oil, so, you know, they they say you don't need skin because you have, I mean, you don't need moisturizer because you have oil in your skin. But every skin type needs moisturizer. It needs moisture. So even if you have oily skin, you still need to use a moisturizer. You just have to get an oil-free moisturizer. And I don't think people people understand that, and they, they I don't think they get that. You know, but you want you want moisturizers to maintain that healthy, you know, functioning of the skin and balance. You know, as well as feeding your skin those nutrients that it you know that it needs. Hydration. Right. <laughs> Hydration is what all skin needs, whether it's oily, whether it's normal, whether it's dry, combination, et cetera. And people tend, um I just they I think they kinda look past that. As a matter of fact, it's not even looking past, it's just don't know. Right. You know, I think people think that oil equals moisture, and it doesn't. What do you think about that myth? (sighs) The fact that um, uh, women of color don't need, um, um, I'm sorry, women of color don't, did you say women of color don't need moisture? Yeah, people don't. They, you know, people don't need moisture or or need to use moisturizer, and it comes from the thought where you know where you always hear, you know, black skin is oily, has a lot of oil in black skin. You know, that's why they don't wrinkle and that kind of thing. The fact that there's a lot of oil in some dark skin does not mean that we don't need moisturizer. Right. You know, like from a skin. I guess I'm asking, what would you? What do you think from a skincare um, point of view? Well, I mean, we all definitely need moisturizer, definitely. I mean, you have to think about the change in in uh, the seasons, you know, uh, fall, winter, depending on where you live. Um, you know, we all, regardless of how oily your skin is, the older you get, no matter if you're normal, you're going to become a little more dry. If you're dry, you're going to become drier. If you're oily, you're going to become a little bit more um, more dry as well. You know whether that means which would you know, make you more normal, which would make you a little bit more normal, a little, little bit more combination. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but we're all gonna. I mean, we're all gonna see that that stage in our skin where our skin's going to get a little bit drier as we age, but. In the different seasons, the fall, the winter, we all become a little bit drier, regardless of of what kind of skin we have. 
you know, and it's because of the weather. It's because of, you know, when you go into your homes and you're trying to stay warm, you're turning on the heat. That dries you out. In the summertime, sometimes just having the air conditioning on, it dries you out. So we all need moisturizer regardless. It's not a woman of color thing or whatever. It, we all need moisturizer. So if it just means that you're finding the proper moisturizer for your skin type, then do that. But we all need something. Exactly. What do you think about the myth that all dark skin is the same? I'm sorry, say that again? I said, what do you think about the myth that all dark skin is the same? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's definitely a myth because it's not. I I mean... No, not all dark skin is the same. Not, I mean, you can have two oily-skinned, um, dark-skinned people and have different textures to their skin. You know what I mean? They could, I mean, everybody's got something different going on with um, skin. I'm like, I think every skin is um, individual to the individual. Um, no two skins are alike when it comes, I don't think, when it comes to skin and skin care. Um, I think you have to treat each individual skin based on what you see, based on what you feel. That's not just a myth. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. And a dermatologist, Dr. Baxter, who's a dermatologist, says that when you compare light and dark skins um, to each other, dark skin is more prone to tissue injury, inflammation, scarring, and hyperpigmentation. Now, when I say dark skin, I'm not saying that the skin is has to be really, really dark. You, it could, you could be like a brown skin complexion, you know, versus someone who's lighter is what they're, you know, is what they're comparing to. Um, and so, which, you know, darker skin comes in so many different colors. Um, but they're saying that <clears throat> darker skin... Um, you know, develops thicker raised scar, you know, scars. You may see more keloids on darker skinned people. Um, your inflammation and your scarring is more likely in darker skinned people. Um, right. They say, they say that all dark skin is, is not the same as far as the levels of melanin. Uh, melanin differs in some of the uh, darker skinned people, making skin appear as lighter shades of brown, darker brown, and, you know, then you have your black skin. So uh, that is not a true, <laughs> that is not true. All dark skin is not the same. But, you know, that, it kind of bothers, that, kind of, that kind of bothers me when you, when you, when you I, I guess you've read it from somewhere where they say dark skin because mm-hmm. it, what, what's dark? Because most, some people can think, um, you know, like I'm, when I think dark skin, I, I think really dark skin. And most right. people can look at me or somebody that's a little bit lighter than me and, and say that that's dark skin, which I don't consider it to be dark. It's just like, you know, it's brown, like a medium tone brown. But some people would classify it as dark skin. So I think, I don't know, to, to me, it's almost like you have to be really careful when you're saying dark skin, like dark to who? Right. But I guess in this case, for the sake of a conversation, you know, when they refer to dark skin, like I said, it's 
all different com- complexions of skin. You have, you know, your lighter shades of brown, you have your darker browns, and then you have your like, your true black skin. So I'm just referring to a group of different dark skin tones is what I'm saying when I say dark skin. Mm-hmm. Um, another myth, and this has a little bit more to do with makeup. Um, nude color products. One of the one myth um, that I came across is that nude color products never work on people of color. And you know how you know how nude lips or or you know nude products are like the trend. So let me let me ask you this because now we have to clarify this as well. So now when we're speaking of people of color, are we just speaking of black women or all all women of color? Well, for the sake of this conversation, let's speak on black women. Okay. And that's what and that's what the myth is the myth is um, suggesting that on black women, nude colored products. Never work, especially nude lipsticks. I totally disagree with that. Oh, definitely. And and you know, and it it boils down to, and this is just base, this is just basic makeup. That's why I say people who start these things or come up with these myths, apparently they just don't know makeup or they just don't know skin, because with not only just nude lips, but even when it comes to, like, reds, you know, you have to find the red that works for you and your skin tone, you know. And it's the same thing with nudes. Um, Sam Fine always uh, suggests that you, uh, you use a nude that has a rose undertone. And yes. one of the things that I like to do is if I'm going to use a nude uh, lip, either on myself or on a on a client that's a person of color, I definitely want to, you know, begin with a brown liner just to give some definition. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just have to, I feel like you just have to test and try um, what nude worked best for your skin tone. But I, I think there's, there's a nude out there <laughs> for every for every person of color, I do believe. You just have to well, find I the right one. And I do, I do I agree definitely with, agree with you. I, think I was going to say, I definitely. <laughs> here we go. I was going to say, say, I definitely. <laughs> I, think the, I think the key is the undertone of the shade, finding the right undertone of that new product to make sure that that works um, works for you. I think that's key. Okay, let me stop talking. Right. I do agree with Sam with finding a nude with like a rose undertone because I, I think um, that helps to um, um, warm the color up to the nat- to uh, the natural lip color of a, of a, 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 you know, a black woman, if that's what we're talking about. Um, Right. I, I think that's that's so spot on. Um, so and and then also even like you had mentioned a brown liner. I just think that you know we have to be careful though with with brown liners depending on what 
what nude color we're using. We just have to be very careful that we're not going too dark on the brown liners. And we're going to, you know, we're using something a little closer um, to our natural um, lip color. And just using something right. that's also, that's not too, um, not too red of a brown as well. But just using something a little closer to um, our natural lip color. When using, you know, when doing, uh, I think when using um, uh, nude lipsticks. Absolutely. There, Absolutely. there are a ton of um, there are a ton of um, nude lipsticks out there that are definitely appropriate for um, uh, women of color. Um, you know, if I have to plug my own line, for instance, on Illusions Cosmetics, there are. We have quite a few um, of our liquid lipsticks that are in some beautiful nudes, um, like the soft brown. I think it's, oh, my God, it's perfect for any skin tone. Um, but that's a gorgeous uh, nude for women of color, for a darker woman, woman of color as well. Um, uh, nude pink, uh, things like that. There are uh, quite a few colors in, um, um, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of... Um, Oh God! What is that one line? I have some beautiful uh, nude lipsticks, but there there are just so many out there to choose from, though. But again, something with the rose undertone is so spot on for a darker woman of color. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think, and I think that's just makeup in general. I, I like, um, I actually love nude shades on the eyes for women of color. Like when you're going for that natural look, there are several uh, nude eyeshadows out there that will work on all different skin tones of women of color. So I definitely do not agree with that, um, with that myth at all. There are a lot of uh, shades out there, and they look, actually, they look beautiful um, on women of color. Right. So it's just a, it's just a matter of, <clears throat> you know, knowing your undertones and knowing what works well for your for your complexion, but, but the products are out there. Yeah. And speaking are. of products, speaking of products, um, I just wanted to share some products that, uh, I like to use on women of color. And I was just talking to one of the other makeup artists um, that we have working with us on Step Up. <coughs> Excuse me. And we were talking about, we're actually talking about um, one of the dancers that I did on Friday. And we were talking about uh, the colors that I used on her cheeks. And for years, I have. Um, always loved, I think at one time, different shades of orange, like like orange lipsticks and blush colors and things were popular at one time. Um, and I remember years ago working with uh, Gabrielle Union, and she wanted um, an orange-colored blush. And she said mm -hmm. she wanted, like, the brightest thing that I had. When you look at the blush in the packaging, you would say, oh, my God, this is not going to work on her. This is not going to be, be flattering. Mm -hmm. But actually, 
That orange colored blush is amazing on all women of color. Mm-hmm. Like do you remember? Do you remember? And, uh, I can't. I can't hear you. Remember in London when we had when we did our class at IMAT and the orange uh-huh. blush that I used on the model. Was that from Mayron's? That was no, it wasn't from I did have one from Mayron, but I also had one, I can't remember the uh the the brand that I bought it from when I was just walking around the show and I was just trying to pick up a um a few different um products just for the demo and I picked up this this um I think I don't know if it was a br- uh, blush or an eyeshadow, but I picked it up and it was it was kind of small. The packaging was small, but it was super bright. It was almost almost neon looking, mm-hmm. but it was very bright. And we used that on the model, and it was gorgeous. Mhm. Yep. So don't don't be afraid of a bright orange blush on a darker skin tone. Not at and, all. And dark and, and darker. Darker skins can can take bright colors, and when I now when I'm speaking of dark now, I'm speaking of dark, really dark. It can take bright colors. Yeah, and the young lady that I um that I was actually working on, she's a lighter. She's very very light, and again, you know, it's knowing what shade of orange. You know, with her, I used something that was a lot lighter, more of a peach shade on her. But what I like to do, honestly, on on pretty much all women, but especially with women of color, I love, because it really depends on, you know, what I'm doing with the rest of their makeup. Sometimes I may want something that's not orange to put on their cheeks. Right. But what I'll do is, because I think orange is flattering at all times, I will mix a, a totally different shade. It may be, you know, like a mauve color, you know, or something like that, or a hot pink color or something. I will mix all the time my blush colors because no matter what shade I'm putting on someone, I still want to mix a little bit of that orange with it. So for me, most of the time, I'm taking my brush and I'm swiping it across like two or three different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of those, and one of those colors somewhere in there is always an orange, right? And um, it's like I said again, it's just flattering on women of color, and um, but I do like to mix my blush colors so that I'm kind of picking up more than one one color. Um, but it, it's amazing. Um, another thing that I like to do, um, you had a question not long ago, about uh, one of act, one actor that you work with on Survivor's Remorse, and I remember you saying that um, I think he was down in Miami and you referred the makeup artist to him, and the makeup artist asked you, how do you treat or how do you deal with his oily skin? And you replied with skincare. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. With skincare. Yeah, with skincare. 
And I totally, totally, totally agree. Before we start using so many different products to try to stop uh, somebody from being oily or appearing oily on camera, we have to first deal with the skin. And like we always say here on the show and even to our clients, a great makeup starts with great skin. And so treating treating that skin using the right products to treat the skin, to, to, to keep the oil down, um, you know, that's key. What are some of your favorite products that you like to use, um, not just on oily skin clients, but on any of your clients, just, you know, trying to treat the skin, getting the skin to pretty much do what you want so that way when you apply makeup, it's just, it's flawless? Um. I definitely love if, if if I'm prepping a skin for makeup, and you know an actor comes in or or the model or, or whoever the client is, I love to uh, I uh, like my rose yes I love oil. A very light oil that I like to use um, just for extra hydration. Um, if someone has breakout, I love to use it on on their breakout. Um, uh, because believe it or not, when you when you have breakout, I always tell people not to touch it, not to put their hands on their face, not to pick anything. But what's so um, important with treating acne and things like that is number one, keeping it clean. So that means cleansing your skin every morning, every night, cleaning your face, just keeping your face clean so, so much. So even if you have like a small pimple or something, I like to just give it a little moisture. So what I'll do is I'll take that rose hips oil and I'll just give it a little bit of moisture to it. And, you know, and then just continue on uh, the process of, of, of my makeup, whatever that may be. But I like to start again, like I said, with some type of moisturizing spray. Spray that on. It's just a great refresher in the morning or when you're doing their makeup. Um, it just kind of gets the skin ready, you know, helps the skin come alive a little bit. And then I like to, um, depending on the skin type and depending on what they have going on on their skin, I like to add um, a little bit of oil a little bit of a, of a facial oil, um, like I said, depending on the skin type. Um, sometimes people can have um, dry patches, so I like to use a little bit of oil on dry patches. Um, sometimes, depending on the moisturizer, I like to add a little oil um, in the moisturizer. Depending Again, but it all depends on what that client needs. And that's one of the most important things that we have to do, whether it's with women of color or anybody, whoever we're doing. We have to take a moment to stop and look at the skin that's before us before we start putting anything in it. You know, we're not robots. We're not machines. We shouldn't be doing everything just alike. Every face should not be just alike. You know, you have to you have to um, customize um, application for the person sitting in front of you. I definitely like to, you know, I love to cleanse my hands, sanitize my hands right there in front of them, and then touch the face to feel what's going on with the skin. 
because you can look at it and pour it me in large, and you can think, oh, she's oily, you know, but you, you have to really touch it and feel it. Um, you know, in certain areas she may be, he or she may be oily, and in certain areas it could be dehydrated or, you know, a little dry. Mm-hmm. So you have to touch it and feel it to see what's going on, and then from there, then you can, you know, then you know how to treat it. But um, like I said, I like to use a little bit of oil. Sometimes put it in the moisturizer, sometimes directly on the face. Um, and then, you know, I'll go from there. I like to, um, and this is one thing I've been suggesting to people because, because nowadays, especially, especially on Instagram and places like that, you see, uh, like a misuse of products sometimes. And if you're doing, um, a makeover for just an everyday woman, Mm -hmm. a lot of this you know, over highlighting and all this is unnecessary. You know, it's it's almost it's almost the norm now because you use so much and and abused so much on Instagram. It's almost the norm where your everyday woman now wants to look like that. She wants to be super highlighted underneath her eyes, but yet you're not treating the darkness under there. You're highlighting right. it, but you're not treating it. You know what I'm saying? So what I like to do is sometimes I like to um, just put foundation on first, then taking a step back and looking to see what you can see. So if mm-hmm. you see darkness under the eye still after the foundation, think and, and you know and treat that and go ahead and, and correct the darkness with your you know orange or peachy tone concealer depending on the complexion. And then you can go back with a little more foundation if you need to. Or then you can go back with, you know, a little bit of a brighter under eye, you know, color to, you know, pop the eye just a little bit. But it should not be no, it shouldn't be more than one to two shades lighter than than um, the woman's complexion. It should never right. be, you know, you should never be, um you know, medium to dark complexioned woman and, you know, and you're like a bright yellow under your eye. That's just ridiculous. Because what we right. have to remember, no, maybe this woman is not going in front of a, a, a film camera, okay? But more than likely, she's going to be in front of her um, cell phone camera. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And... <laughs> I don't care how many filters you use and, and it's still not right. It's still not right. So let's just be a little bit more um, cautious in, in what we're doing and what we're using and just a little more careful in how we're um, applying these products and just making sure that, you know, understanding the medium that you're doing makeup for and understanding who right. you're doing makeup right. on and what the outcome should look like. If you're working on film and TV, you know you're creating characters. So if that character is, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, a housewife or a soccer mom, we know we're creating characters. You shouldn't be super highlighted under the eye. No. And I just want to go back really quickly to um, what you were saying a few minutes ago. Um, the other day I had to do the makeup for um, one of the dances that you did the day before. So mm-hmm. I was listening when you were just saying, talking about skincare, I was listening to you, but I was also thinking about um, you had handed over to me 
the colors that you used on her because it was a match. So I had to match it from the day before's look. But you took my, you know, you took my palette and you put all these products on it and saying, you know, for her breakouts, use this. And for this, use this. This is her moisturizer. Use this. is her eye cream. And this, it was like five things, you know, on my palette mm-hmm. for this one person. And, you know, I was listening to you talk, and it's exactly what it's, it's how it's supposed to be. You know, before we even squeeze the foundation out, you know, on the palette, we have all these other things on the palette, and it's just treating the skin and the skin only. Yeah, and you know, and I had to wind up also putting something on her because that that particular day only, she um, she came in and her face was just so red, it was like on fire. Just um, you know, I don't know what um, you know what uh, where was coming from or what have you. She did have some troubled skin, but it's funny because when she came in and she sat down and she was like. All that stuff you used on my face my, um, yesterday, my face really loved it. You know, so all the skincare that you gave her, um, her face loved it. You know, for some reason, right. uh, that particular morning, she was, you know, really irritated. And I don't know, it could really been, have been the heat or something. You, you just never know. But you had, you know, these this cocktail, so to speak, of treatments for her right. skin. You know, and it's like, the skin gets that before it even gets any foundation. By the time the foundation was on, got put on her face, her skin had calmed, you know, was calmed down because of some stuff, you know, the things that we put on it, and it was kind of even. And then we just put the foundation over it, and it just looks amazing. So, I mean, what? to speak to that, the skincare piece again, just to say the importance and kind of knowing. Um, knowing what each product is used for, you know, um, how to use the products, and then just going for it. You know, it's okay that her skin is layered with all these products because truth be told, you and I, our regular normal um, skincare regimen consists of eight or more products. So, (laughs) and and we don't have trouble skin, but that is just a, it's just, you know what we do to keep the skin, to keep the skin nice, to keep the skin healthy, hydrated, and moisturized. And it's a difference between moisture and hydration. You know, um, but those are the, these are the things you do, and that's how to answer that question that I initially asked, and I would answer it exactly how you answered it. You know, you have to treat the skin with skin care to be able to deal right. with the, the oily skin issue. You know, on Survivor's Remorse, you and I work just about every actor that we work with has very oily skin. Right. But you would never know it. Right. You have to, you have to, you have, and the, the crazy thing about it is you have to treat any skin before you put makeup on it. And it's like people spend so much money on primers, which I never, um, I never understood it because I'd never really cared for primers. Um, that's another thing that you have to be very careful about is um, some of these primers, using these primers, and then depending on um, depending on the uh, skincare products that you that you use before you use a primer. But see, some people just 
throw the primer on the skin and, and, you know, forget about everything else and then go for it. I have to put moisturizer on every face. There's got to be some type of moisturizer on every face, whether that moisturizer consists of, um, you know, some type of creamy moisturizer, uh, some type of um, moisture spray with a face oil or some type Mm of, uh, um, there's like a product I just bought recently, which is of course one of my favorite Korean products that, um, that I love to buy, but it, it, um, it was, it was called a, um, a water, a water oil. And it's so amazing. I use it on all, every person that sits in my chair now, I, in my chair, I use it on them. Like if they're oily, I use it on them all. I use it on mm-hmm. them all. It's so light and it gives just the proper amount of, uh, of moisture to the skin before applying um, foundation. I don't use anybody's primer. To me, the best primer is good skincare. Absolutely. I totally agree. I've tried the primer thing. I'm just not, like I said, I'm not, I'm just not into it. And I just feel like skincare operates as a great primer for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you've heard us mention before, but we uh, like to use a product called Orchid Gel. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's by a company called Skin, S-K-I-N-N. And yes. that works really well when you want to tone down. Like, for instance, for those makeup artists out there who like to use anti-shine, this is like the perfect anti-shine product. Um you know, because sometimes companies have, like, maybe anti-shines in, like, light, medium, dark, or something like that, or light and dark. Um, no, this 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 product is just purple, like a lavender. Um, it it does not change your, your foundation or anything like that. It does not leave an ashy film on your, on your, uh, your face or anything like that. Um, you can apply it before or after uh, the foundation. Right. That's definitely a product I like to use on oily skin. Um, rose water, I think you mentioned it um, a few minutes ago, but that's one of the one of the sprays that I like to uh, use on people. Like sometimes when our clients come and sit in the chair, the first thing I do is take some rose water, spritz it on them, while that's doing its magic, I'm, um, you know, maybe, you know, pulling out other products or what have you. But that is that is um, a product that is very well known and, and, and used often in the Indian culture. Rose What's water. that, rose? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rose water. But I love it because it just gives, again, the skin a little hydration, you know, that water. That's why I don't know if people would notice, but there's a lot of products out on the market now. I forget what you said yours is called. It's called water something or other. But I use a, a water bomb from Belief, the company Belief. And you're starting to see a lot of um, products, especially in the Korean community, 
you know, that's just water. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying a new serum that I'm going to post about, and it's just, it's water. It feels like water on your skin. And when you look at it, it looks like oil. You pump it on your skin, and it, it feels exactly like water. And that's what the, that's what the skin needs. That's what um, all skin needs. And you talk about the, the myth that was talking about dark skin doesn't need moisture. Well, mm-hmm. if you see a dark, if you see dark skin, um, and the person's skin type dry, that is not cute. Um, no dry skin is cute. Like once you put on the makeup and the skin looks really, really dry, it looks dull. And I think that that dull skin ages you. Um, so but there's a uh, makeup artist that's working with us who has dry skin. Um, and I was just saying to her the other day, we were talking about skincare products, and she was telling me that she was, you know, trying these uh, new Korean beauty products that she ordered. And, and she was telling me, I think it's a, I want to say she said it was a cleanser that she bought. And she was telling me, the, you know, like the few steps that she has. And I was telling her that I wanted her to add an oil to her uh, regimen an oil or some type of serum um, to help, you know, with the dry skin. Because a lot of times when people put on their makeup, their foundation, they follow it with powder. And when you have that dry textured skin and then you have powder over it, it's um, it's not the most flattering, not the most flattering look. Um, No. You know, and so I'm working with a, an actress who's who's a woman of color, but she but she's also like a medium to darker brown complexion, and she has dry skin. And I put her on this regimen where I'm trying to get her to uh, really uh, pay attention to her skin because as an actress, it's important that you have good skin. Um, you know, and it's only going to help you in the long run. Um, but I'm putting put her on the regimen and trying to get her to really, really um, do her best with staying on a routine and drinking as much water as she can, you know, and um, just doing something to stay hydrated. It's so important. It makes a difference the, in the skin. Now, the product that I was talking about is from a brand called Goodall. And it's called Water Rest, a lasting water oil. And you can purchase it um, from Sephora. That's where I purchased it. And, of of course, you can probably um, purchase online as well. Um, But, again, it's Goodall, and it's Water Rest, lasting water oil. And it's really light, and it gives just the um, perfect amount of moisture um, to the skin. And they also have a... um, they also have um, like a farming camellia oil as well. Um, so you might want to, um, but it's, it's there, um, again, another water oil. So it's something you might want to um, look into and check out. Again, Goodall, G-O-O-D-A-L is the brand. And, you know, don't be afraid to put oil on um women of color, please don't be afraid to put oil on women of color. Again, like I said, it's just 
giving the skin what it needs. And sometimes we may need just a little oil, just a little extra uh, boost. Um, we may be dehydrated in some areas of our skin. Um, you know, we could be dry and flaky in some areas. You just don't know. So you need a little extra, um, a little extra hydration. And and I'm not saying the oil. I'm not saying that the oil is the hydration. Um, you know, but I'm just saying the oil will give um, that skin a little extra moisture in certain areas. That's what actually what I needed to say. Right. Right. Well, we would definitely like to. Um, <clears throat> you know, entertain any questions that anyone ever has, you know, in regards to um, women of color or or any makeup-related questions. And um, you can send your questions to askdeniseandjanice at gmail.com. And that is A-S-K-D-E-N-I-S-E-A-N-D-J-A-N-I-C-E at gmail.com. Also, um, you can also send your questions or make your comments on our Facebook page at Beauty Beauty Talk Online. That's on Facebook. And on uh, Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. You can tweet us or um, DM us on Instagram or Twitter, um, leave a message on our Facebook page, or simply just send it through email, which is probably going to be um, the best thing. Um, if you have questions or just, you know, want to continue the conversation on women of color. Um, I think sometimes people, when it comes to people of color and skin of color, people think that it's so different from other skin tones. And I think the one concept that we all have to realize, have to pay attention to and realize is that skin is skin, you know, and like we were just talking about, you know, the hydrating of the skin and that kind of thing, that goes for anybody. You know, just like with the um, the sunscreens, everyone needs to be protected from the sun. I get it that we have more melanin. I get it. You know, I get it that we often have more oil in the skin, I get it, but that doesn't mean that some of us aren't dry. That doesn't mean that we can't get burned by the sun, you know. So you know, um, I'm sorry. There's just another myth, also. Black don't crack. <laughs> I always say, if you take care of it, it won't crack. That's right. So just That's right. remember that. Just because you're black, just because, you know, most people may have oily skin, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to look younger all the time. You have to take care of it because you may look younger and you may have tons of breakout or you may have tons of um, hyperpigmentation, you know. You have to take care of your skin. And that's why I hate to sometimes see so many women of color in Sephora or Ulta, or the Mac store, and they're just buying all of this makeup to cover up. Mm-hmm. But yet, when they're in Sephora, they go nowhere near the skincare section. No, 
It's all about getting that foundation to cover up. And speaking of foundation and and black women, you know, we were in Sephora this weekend, and we were in, um, that was on yesterday, and we were in Ulta today. And in Ulta, we were looking at the, the L'Oreal liquid foundations, and we were looking at, like, the darkest, the, the few, you know, like the, I think it was like maybe three of their darkest shades, we were looking at it and commenting on it. And, like, the darkest one they had, we were like, nobody needs this color, you know, on their skin. Well, go back to Saturday when we were in Sephora and my sister was trying to get me to not talk so loud, but there was a young lady um, sitting down and she was having her makeup done. And, of course, she, uh, you know, she's sitting in front of the mirror. So I was looking at, I don't know what product brand I was standing in front of, but I was looking at some makeup and I looked over at her. The guy that was working on her had stepped away for a moment. And I was looking at her, and I wanted to tell her so bad, that is not right. That's not your color. It looked like mud on her skin. I was so shocked that he he um, he put whatever color it was. I don't I don't know what color it was. I don't know what brand he was even using. But I was so shocked that he had put that particular foundation on her skin. It was horrible, and she was sitting there, and she looked at me a couple times, um, and one time I just wanted to shake my head like, no, uh uh-uh, no, that's not it, but I was like, let me just just stay away from, you know, stay away from this, because that would not be right (laughs) to (laughs) the makeup artist who's doing her, I'm like, let me just stay away from this, and then... um, then he came back over to her, and this was, it caught my attention. I was looking at the make, some makeup, and I happened to turn around. He came back, and he was showing her a shade that he um, could use on her as her uh, as a contour color. Now, I was really confused because the color that he had showing her as her contour colors, I, I swear to you, it was at least eight shades lighter than her foundation color. And I kept saying to myself, contour? Did this guy just start doing makeup like, start doing makeup, I mean, like no training whatsoever. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and witnessing. I really couldn't. And I'm glad that, you know, we kind of like turned around and went to look at the skincare and then checked out and left the store because I really didn't want to see how her makeup was going to turn out. It was horrible. My sister, and I was trying to tell my sister about it. She kept saying, shh, shh, you know, not so loud, not so loud or whatever. So I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is this is terrible. Um, but we okay. have to be so careful. Chantina so Brightman. Sharon Tina Brightman on BBM is saying, please tell her to stop. <laughs> She's cracking up at you. <laughs> well, I'm telling you the truth. I mean, didn't you see it for yourself? <laughs> I did. I, I actually felt bad for her. Yeah. But, I mean, I couldn't say anything because, I mean, if I was the makeup artist and 
some customer was in the store and they came over to me and, and or even said over told the the client in the chair that makeup's wrong. It's so wrong. I mean, I I probably wouldn't know what to do. Like, I mean, I would feel bad. So I would I was definitely not going to say anything to her or him. But I oh my god, it was horrible. I, and I I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then it reminded me today when we were at the L'Oreal um, area in Ulta. And we was looking at the, the darkest um, liquid foundation shade that they had, that particular color reminded me of the young lady at Sephora because that color, when you put it on your hand and you blended it down, it was it was a mess. And we were like, who would wear this shade? And it reminded me of what she had on the day before. And as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, I think they had the L'Oreal shades in Sephora. <laughs> that could have very well been what he was using on her. Okay, I'm going to stop. But <laughs> it was horrible. It really was. It was horrible. And we just have to be careful, you know, if if we don't. Because, you know, those dark, dark black women, the, their skin color can be very challenging. But when you look at some of the skin, on some of the darkest people that I've ever seen, they have the most perfect-looking skin. And so my thing is, when in doubt, on a very, very, very dark person, if the skin is beautiful, you can go without some of that stuff. Most of the time, most of the time, the skin is very even-toned. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you know, you're not doing anything to correct it. Um, I think, um, you know, there's ways of, uh, even if you wanted to use a foundation, but I, I definitely wouldn't um, use too much of a foundation. I definitely wouldn't go the cream route. I would probably use a liquid. Um, I would probably make sure um, it had a red undertone in it just to give the skin some life because remember, mm-hmm. that's what's really important. When you're when you're applying foundation, it, the foundation should give that skin some life. It shouldn't look dull, so it shouldn't be dark and look dull. It should be dark and 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 it should have life to it. So that's you you always want to, you know, slightly warm that uh, darker skin up and just give it some life. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's what. I think that's another thing that this young lady was missing in her her makeup. Um, it was definitely the color was definitely flat and it was dull. It was wrong from the start, as far as the shade goes. Um, but you know, it was all of those it was all of those things that you don't want it to be. So, mm-hmm. I just think you know I just think it's an area that we need to. Uh, we need to really um, look at more. And it, and like I said, when we talk about women of color, it's not just black women. Sometimes people struggle with that Indian skin tone as well. Um, so oh, yeah. It's something that, yeah, you know, it's something that you have to really, um, really have to work at. Don't let it, don't let it defeat you, but, you know, you have to really work at it. And um, sometimes it takes mixing. Sometimes, it means taking it all off and doing it again. Um, but whatever you have to do to to make sure that it's right and that the client is happy. 
That's the key. Right. That's the key. Right. All right, you guys. That is it for tonight. I hope uh, you guys learned something about skin and makeup for people of color. We just wanted to talk about some of those myths that's out there um, and and talk about some of the, um, you know, problem areas or situations that we've seen or come across. And so um, we will do it again. I think it's time for a tweet chat, um, and maybe we can tweet chat about some of the myths and uh, some of the things that we shared tonight. Oh, that would be great. On Twitter coming up soon, so look out for that. That would be great. We will be back next Sunday night, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you uh, tune in next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Thank you for those who will listen to this show on the playback, and thank you to those who uh, stayed up on the other side of the world to tune in and to listen. Thank you guys very much for that and for your continued support. Um, And we'll be back again next Sunday night. So um, thank you very much. Have a wonderful night. And have a beautiful and blessed week. Thank you. Has your face felt dry and tight? Or does it hold oils like a sponge? If the answer is yes, what you need is a facial. That's right. And not just any facial, but a Facetox organic facial. Listen, the Facetox organic blend is free of parabens, it's vegan, and mixed with 100% organic rose water. And this water binds your face and works right away as it slowly begins to dry. You see, when the organic rose is mixed with the Facetox blend, it creates a negative charge and will prevent and even draw out your blackheads, reduce the appearance of scars, even skin tone, draw out external toxins, heal and rejuvenate skin tissue, and it will even uncover clog and shrink your pores. Face Tox is probably the most powerful face mask you will ever use because the benefits to your skin are endless. Listeners of our show can receive a 20% discount by simply using the discount code BEAUTY20. Face Tox organic face masks are perfect for all skin types. So what are you waiting for? Order yours right now at facetox.com. Your skin will thank you.